Welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. Last week, a gunman killed eight people in Atlanta, six of whom were Asian Americans. But this was not an isolated incident. Violence against Asian Americans has been rising during the pandemic. According to the nonprofit organization Stop AAPI Hate, nearly 3,800 incidents of hate and discrimination against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders were reported over the past year. I'm Elise Schoening, Associate Editor of North Star Meetings Group. And on this episode of Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals, I sat down with Kevin Iwamoto, Chief Strategy Officer of the event planning platform Bisley. Kevin and I spoke about the recent attacks, how fear of violence might make Asian Americans less likely to travel and attend events in the coming months, and the continued lack of diversity within the meetings industry. I'll also be discussing this topic with a panel of speakers on our upcoming webcast, Diversity Now, How to Plan a Truly Inclusive Meeting. Mark your calendars for April 21st at 2 p.m. and make sure to register at northstarmeetingsgroup.com backslash diversity now. Thank you again for joining us. This is a really important topic and I want to start just by opening the floor to you. How are you feeling? How have you been processing the attacks in Atlanta and the rise in violence that we've seen over the past year? Yes, and it's happened a lot in my backyard in the Bay Area as well, which is surprising because the Bay Area is a very cosmopolitan area and um, there's a lot of Asian Americans here and Asian immigrants here. But I'd have to say for the first time in, you know, decades, I've felt a confluence of emotions from, you know, vulnerability to anger to just outrage and indignation over what's happening and how people are processing what's going on and taking it out on on other Americans. I don't know where it changed in dialogue-wise or action-wise in this country, but when I grew up, it was never okay to, to hurt people physically. It was never okay to be overtly rude or racist or bigoted. And I don't know when... The light switch flipped, but, you know, it it just seems like we've gone to this very dark side and watching the riots on Congress on January 6th, I think just really took this country to the brink. I'd be lying to you if I didn't share with you that I feel worried about it and I feel very concerned about it. And do you think for those in the Asian community that these recent hate crimes might make them more fearful of traveling and less likely to attend events, you know, perhaps in new cities? Yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, I think, you know, Asians in particular are very, you know, thoughtful about things. And if you feel like your travel or your attendance at an event might might put you in harm's way, you're probably gonna try to mitigate that as much as you can, or just not go. Like even for me, I've never felt worried or concerned attending events or walking down the street or going shopping or go dining out. But when you hear about random acts of violence where people are being sp- spit on and called derogatory names and all they're doing is just dining out when did that become okay i saw a video of a young asian guy walking down the street in new york who just got stabbed from behind for no reason at all other than he's asian that's not right there should be 
even tougher laws and regulations and penalties around hate crimes and people who are being violent. You know, violence has no place in a society or in a democracy like we have. What we've been seeing happening this week and in the past year and even before that is is heartbreaking and, and it's very scary. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's anything that you think that those of us who are in the events and travel industry can do to support Asian and Pacific Islanders and make them feel safe and welcome when they do travel or do attend events? I, I think if you do the due diligence about safety and security and you vocalize or you print how and what you're doing to kind of keep the attendee safety or traveler safety first and foremost, I think that'll go a long way for re regenerating confidence and the ability to travel and to meet. The thing with our industry is we are known for being more inclusive than other industries. We are known for being a lot more accepting than a lot of other industries. So I think from from a diversity inclusionary perspective, we have a lot of females that are in lead leadership roles, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. And, you know, we need to get more people of color in an executive discussions and roles and and prominence visibility wise and we need to take a stand on things that matter like inclusion diversity stopping violence against people of color whether they're asian american or african american or latinx or part of the lgbtq uh, community especially transgender folks we need to take a stand and make that stand count by backing it up with withholding of funds or investment in associations and companies and campaigns where we're very blunt about our position and and our stance around things, things that matter like this. Diversity is something that we've been talking about a lot over the past year. We yeah. feel that Asian Americans are often left out of the conversation. And do you think that a lot of the statements or initiatives that have come out recently have been performative? And how do we hold companies and the industry as a whole accountable and make sure that there actually is change? You know, it starts at the grassroots level, right? It starts with company policies and and sharing company values and worker values up the food chain. If it comes from the top and you don't agree with it, you shouldn't be silent. You should express your objection or different point of view. What really is prevalent in the Asian community, and it doesn't matter whether it's Chinese or Korean or Japanese or Pacific Islander or Indian or whatever the case may be, the in, the Asian culture is kind of a very introspective culture where you don't go out, put yourself out there. You don't talk about yourself. You don't put your problems out there. You work harder, you keep your nose to the grindstone and you make a statement based on achievements and accomplishments, right? And I think that's the inflection point that we've hit now. It's like that may have worked for our our ancestors, but in today's world, it doesn't work in today's world. You cannot be silent. You cannot be, you know, introspective. You have to call things out when they're not right, or there's an injustice that's done to one another. You just can't stay silent anymore. If I learned anything from this, what happened during the pandemic and all the subsequent hate crimes that that have been taking place, not just against Asian Americans, but others, it's that you you cannot be silent. 
you have to speak your voice and you have to collaborate and you have to join other voices. So there's strength and volume and numbers and there's an agenda that needs to be carved out at a national level as well as on a local level. And you cannot do that by being silent. And it also starts with political backing of folks in, in office because like it or not, that's our democratic system. You have to express and hold political leaders accountable. There's just no other way around it. Otherwise, there is no change. Our industry controls billions of dollars. There's a lot of companies and there's a lot of sponsors and shows and events that invest a lot of dollars into communities and into political campaigns and things like that. I really think that the only way you get people to change or you get them to consider a a different point of view is by withholding dollars and by electing officials that are more reflective of your values, your core values, and stand for the same beliefs that you do, which is that violence has no place in our society. And any company, any politician who fear mongers or deals in that kind of rhetoric or gives people a pass for that kind of behavior, they should be voted out of office and you should not be contributing to their campaigns. I really think if you really want to make a change, you've got to take it to that level. I'm yeah. wondering if you would feel comfortable sharing how race has impacted you and any of your experiences personally or professionally. So, you know, luckily for me, because I was born and raised in Hawaii, which is a melting pot of cultures and ethnicities, I grew up in a very open and accepting environment. For the, the big first part of my life, I really wasn't really subjected to a lot of racism and bigotry. What I was subjected to is stereotypes, right? And so you kind of live and learn how to combat stereotypes. And it was only when I moved to California. And of all the states in the country, California is probably one of the more open and accepting states. But even in California, you can experience racism. When I was looking for an apartment on an upscale neighborhood, only to be told by the apartment manager that all the units are full. And as I was walking out, a young white couple walks in who, you know, said that they were here to look, you know, at the available open apartments. And that same office manager, a rental manager, gave them an application to fill out. Didn't even give me an application, just told me we're full. So when I worked as a buyer, as a travel manager, I would have to deal with stereotypical assumptions made by some of my suppliers and even in internally from my company as to the way that I should behave and, and perform as a contributor to the company. And that, those are all based and predicated on stereotypes. So I had to kind of break those stereotypes down and show people that you cannot judge people based on stereotypes. That's just not only not right, you're actually doing harm and causing an injustice just based on your lack of awareness and your lack of self-awareness. And the only way to kind of do that is to show them that the assumption of the stereotype that you made is not correct. It's heartbreaking that you've had to deal with that. And I'm sure there are many more examples and many others out there listening who, who've dealt with similar experiences. Yeah, I, I, I feel blessed because I've had few incidences like that. But I think for the most part, especially as my career started to ascend, I started to encounter that less and less. But it still doesn't mean that just because I don't encounter it as much as I used to when I was in an upwardly 
ascending period of my career that it doesn't exist out there. I've heard heart-wrenching stories where customers didn't want to buy from a salesperson because of their ethnic background. And it's sad, but, you know, that it, it does exist out there, you know. And so I think we all serve the community that we live and work in better if we call out things and call it for what it is instead of just staying silent. I, I will tell you that my days of staying silent, maybe in a better late than never, are, are done. I'm not going to be silent moving forward. And I will call that out whenever I experience or see it. I think we all should. And on the topic of you know diversity and your ascent to the higher rungs of the industry, I know that you'd mentioned to me earlier that there was one organization that you headed and you were the first person of color, I believe, yeah. that was 18 years ago. And there's only recently been one other person. Correct. Yeah. And, and I don't know whether that was intentional or not. I can't really speculate, but I, I also believe culturally there's a lot of Asians who don't want to take that kind of prominent role but then there might be some who want to. So in order to kind of pave the way, you're going to have to have examples that people, you know, can look up to and kind of inspire them to, to reach for those, those levels. I, I also think that a lot of folks feel like there's no way that they can reach those levels. And so they kind of give up before they even try. And I think that that's sad, that we're not giving enough examples for people to kind of set higher, loftier goals for themselves. I look at the entertainment industry and even music industry where you see a lot of white and you see a lot of black artists, but you don't really see a lot of Asian artists. And why is that? You know, and what I mean by that is Asian artists outside of their countries, you know, so it's meaningful when you see a Korean group like BTS be so popular all over the world, because that just gives hope to other Asians and Asian Americans that you can have a successful music career because BTS kind of paved the way. I look at the Oscars that just came out where, you know, for the first time you have an Asian American woman director being nominated for best director. You have an Asian American actor being nominated for the first time in the history of the Oscars, Stephen Yoon, as, as best actor. I mean, seriously, it, it, it's like, why is it taking so long? You know, And what can those of us in the travel and meetings industry do to advance this in the next year? And, and what changes would you like to see? I would like to see more visibility from people, Asian Americans that are doing some great things that really need attention or they need acknowledgement or validation from. Asian Americans, I would say you're an American, you know, so embracing your culture is a great thing, but not to the point where you're being a silent minority. Find your voice and speak out. Yeah, are there any lasting thoughts or anything that we didn't touch on that you wanna share? I think, no, I think you, you're you great in covering a whole wide spectrum of current issues and things that, that we need to be talking about. But I, I would just say for the media, we need to talk about this more. This shouldn't just be a one article thing. We need to measure ourselves like next year. Do we make any progress when it comes to Asian Americans and violence against them and ascending to higher positions within the industry? Did we recognize more Asian Americans for the things that they've accomplished and done that need validation and need recognition? We need to hold ourselves accountable. I've seen a few reports on 
diversity numbers within the industry. And it's just really shocking. It is shocking. And I would encourage you to keep reporting that, you know, keep reminding people, you know, the problem, not just with our industry, but other industries is we always tend to, to move to the shiniest object. And when another shinier object pops up, we kind of move to that. And I would say that this is something that's so important. We need to constantly put pressure and constantly put visibility around it. Otherwise, it too will just be another shiny object that we move on from. And I would really hope that the media and the industry leaders kind of stay focused on this and kind of hold themselves accountable for it in a very visible way. Yeah, and this is something that I've been pushing for. This needs to be an ongoing conversation if we want to see real change. It can't Correct. be yeah. and done. And we have to keep you know, checking in You know, a few months later, a year later. Where are we now? What's changed? What hasn't? What can we do? And if you guys can do that in the media, then I think our industry might even become a leader when it comes to diversification, inclusion, and, you know, stopping anti-hate of Asians and other minority groups. Well, thank you, Kevin, so much for sitting down with me to talk about this important issue. I really appreciate you being open, honest, vulnerable, and raw with sharing your experiences and thoughts. I know it probably wasn't easy, but we really appreciate it. And we believe that having these conversations is important to driving awareness and hopefully bringing about change. Yeah, thank you for asking me. I had to think twice about it, but based on what's happened recently and based on things that are in the news right now, that, again, drinking my own Kool-Aid, this is not the time to be silent. And so thank you for giving me a platform to kind of express, you know, my feelings and frustration and vulnerabilities, because I think it's important we keep talking about it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. Be sure to rate and review us and subscribe. Check back for new episodes soon.